Praise God. Well, I'm going to read a passage of scripture, um, Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. I'll read that real quick, and then um, we will we'll dive into the word. Very excited. I feel like God has laid this on my heart to speak tonight, and pray that it just encourages you, edifies you. It's been working in me for a couple months now. Um, so Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, it says, If there be, therefore, any consolation in Christ, if there be any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, in the Spirit, any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy. The Apostle Paul is speaking to the Philippian church. He's like, bring my joy to fulfillment when you are like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, so don't look only on your own interests, but every man also on the interests of others. We care about one another. We care about what's going on in your life. We've got some young people getting jobs. We care about that. Yeah. We have some yeah. people that are going back to school. We care about that. We care about parents who are, you know, navigating the school system. And we care about your jobs. We care about each other. That's part of being a part of this body. And tonight, I'd just like to speak on this phrase that really stood out to me, and it's of one accord. Of one accord. Just really began to minister to me. So why don't we pray, ask God to be here tonight. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, for the opportunity to be here to speak your word. I pray that every word spoken, God, is in your will, Lord, that nothing be spoken that isn't, God, that you would you would edify us and minister to us through your word, that it would stir us, God, that it would keep us, Lord, that it would help us, God, in the next day to day that we go through. We magnify you, Jesus, and we give you all the praise and all the glory. Why don't we hand give the Lord a hand clap of praise and then be seated. Difference. 
So I asked Sister Kathleen if she could give us a little bit of a visual, because once I thought of the word accord, my next thought was, oh my goodness, have you ever seen an accordion? And Sister Kathleen is our resident accordion player. Apparently, <laughs> Brother Grant said that he hadn't seen this in a while, and he was, uh, so how many, tell me, Sister Kathleen, how often did you play this? I played it every Sunday at the Juvenile Center for uh, 10, 12 years, plus I played it on the Sunday School bus. Yes. But not this one, not this one, a different one. My other one broke. This was almost brand new. A, a guy that I worked with had bought it for his daughter. And I took it out today for the first time in a while, and the foam straps are disintegrating, and I had to tape them because all of the, they, they dissolved. <laughs> so it's, it was shedding really bad. Wow. So. Sister Kathleen, can you tell us a little bit about the accordion? Well, it makes no noise when it is closed. <laughs> the only thing that's going to make noise is if you pull on the bellows. And it will, if I, it won't make any noise unless you pull on it. So you got to be able to play right, you play left, you pull on it, and it is the second hardest instrument to learn. The harp is the hardest, is what I've been told. The harp? The harp. Oh. So what, okay, so tell us what's happening on the, the right side. Okay, so on this side, this is my left, so on right, which one? <laughs> oh, sorry, your right side, sorry. The right side is like a piano or an organ, and what you're talking about, C note, E note, G note, together it makes a C chord. And it sounds nice. And then on the left hand, you play the C note, or the major, or the diminished, minor, or the diminished. So together, it sounds nice. But if you don't play the right ones, it really does not sound good. You want to play the right notes. Anything you know from memory? Oh, I can jump out of
you can look, you can see all the notes that you can potentially play. It's 120 on this, it's 120 wow. bass. And you can always tell where C is because there's always a diamond on it. On this C, and I think A flat's got one too. My other one had one on A flat. Yeah. So you, and C is is no flats, no sharps. So you start she on C. She play on orange. Well. <laughs> she plays too. But the line going across and diagonal. This goes straight from the C out to the edge. It's a major. It's C. It's C, C major, chord. minor, seventh, yeah. diminished. Yeah. And it's really fun when you play a minor B key because you've got minors, so you might be playing C, and then with C you would be playing a D minor, you gotta go up to and over, and then back down to C, and it's real tricky. I'm a little confused, what's a D minor? <laughs> you know, We're not gonna get into it quite yet, it's but, but I, I, one of the reasons why I love the accordion and I love the piano is that the right hand and the left hand have to be working together playing the right chords, the right sounds. It's, it's an amazing thing. I heard when I did both. I did the wrong one on purpose. It sounded amazing, Sister mm -hmm. Kathleen. How long has it been since you played that? Uh, about three years. Three years? Wow. I, it's just phenomenal. I, I don't know if Pastor Noel, she might need to practice every day now just to get back in, back in, back in routine. But um, just, I was thinking about this idea about being in one accord, and I... I actually was so, if we begin to think about, and Brother Brian can probably talk about this more, I believe he has a master's in music, is that right? He has a master's in music. How the depths, the depths of, of, of where we can go in music is unbelievable. And I think sometimes we forget that we, we serve a very musical God because he created it, right? We serve an artistic God because he created everything. And so when I think about the fact that Paul is telling the Philippian church, I want you to be in one accord. He's saying, I want you all to be in symphony together. I want you all to be playing notes, but I want them to sound beautiful together, right? That's what this whole, this body, this church is about. We're not all called to look the same or be the same and necessarily always have the same kind of background or future, anything like that. But we're called, however, to sing in his key, to sing what he tells us to sing, to, to come together in unity. That's what this word accord is all about. I was thinking I played the clarinet for nine years, but one thing that I find the clarinet is lacking is that you can only play one note at a time. And as much as I love the clarinet, I think it's the coolest instrument out there, right? It's just so cool. Um, not really. <laughs> but but um, I never loved, I, when I was in band, I had to do per, like uh, tryouts. I had to go and perform on my own. And I hated it. I hated it. In fact, as, if I would try to pick up my clarinet right now and play for you, I, I would shake. I can't play on my own. Very scary for me because you just have to do it on your own. But if we had to have a performance and we were part of a band and a symphony, I can never fully explain the feeling of the conductor's arms going up and him counting off one, two, three, four. And I would not shake at all. I, at, 
in my senior year of high school, I was first chair clarinetist, which is literally like the scariest, scariest position because you hold the melody line and you, you're counted on to come in at the right time. But I was never scared because I had a conductor and I was playing with everybody else. And the feeling, have any of you ever played in a band or a symphony together? The feeling is almost majestic when you all come together and those sounds harmoniously come together. Hi, come on in. We're so excited for Cruz and Bea. Actually, Cruz got baptized earlier this afternoon. And we're just rejoicing with him. Sorry. But there's something about that playing together in a symphony in harmony. And so I want to go to what we see in the early church. And this word accord comes up again. But it's actually a different word in the Greek, and I want to dive into it real quickly. So Acts 1 and 14, think about this. It says, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. So they were all in one accord in that room, praying and seeking after God, having the same pursuit, having the same goal, the same mindset. And I think about that symphony. I think about it beginning and how we're all playing different notes. We're all playing different instruments. We're all playing. Sometimes our instruments have different keys and you have to transpose them, right? But if you follow the conductor and you play the notes written on the page, something miraculous takes place in my mind. It's so incredible. And the early church, they had the same the same incredible, I don't want to know if you call it chemistry or unity, but they were in one accord. Acts 2, verse 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. So they were all in the same mindset, the same pursuit, and they were in one place together. I think we've all learned this year that it's important that we gather together. It's important that we have a place to come together, get on the same page, get on the same track, and we can be in unity together. Acts 2, 46, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. There was one mind, one purpose, and that was to see God's kingdom here on earth. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Acts 5.12, and by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders, wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And the word that's used here is actually called, I'm going to try to say it, hamathumadun. That is the word accord that we find in the book of Acts. And it's mentioned 11 times in the book of Acts. And it's very interesting it's a unique Greek word used 11 of its 12 New Testament occurrences in the book of Acts, helps us understand the uniqueness of the Christian community in the early church. Homothumadun is a compound of two words, meaning, this is amazing, to rush along and in unison. The image is musical. A number of notes are sounded which, while different, harmonize in pitch and tone. As the instruments of a great concert under the direction of a concert master, so the Holy Ghost blends together the lives of members of Christ's church. I was so struck a couple weeks ago, Brother Jeff, he had made a, a prayer request, and he, he said in his prayer request, you know, sometimes I feel like I have such a family here. 
And when he said that, I thought, you know, it really is true when we come into the church. This body can be more of a family in a sense that we have the same desires, values, pursuits. And that is powerful when we come together. So this idea of the, the unity that comes from being in one accord. I want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 13 through 14. Because here is where we get a picture of what Christ has intended for his body. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, it says, For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether and whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. It's amazing. When, when someone is hurting, we will hurt with them. When, um, if another member is honored, all the members rejoice with them. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. That word members, it means individually, parts, diversity. I find it so amazing that our creator, he made us all so very different. We don't all think the same. We don't all act the same. We don't all look the same. We don't all talk the same. We are so diverse, and yet his church is going to be absolutely one. That's what the Bible says. We are going to be one in Christ. And so what I'm realizing is that it's a very simple thought that I have tonight, and it's simply that the enemy wants to isolate us. He wants us to think that if we can't gather together, if we can't all look the same, if we can't all talk the same, if we can't all have the same background, that for some reason we are not united. But the Bible tells us that Jesus has prepared a church that looks incredibly diverse and incredibly different, and yet we are united in that together. He knows that if he, if he gets each of us doing our own thing and if we're out of step with what he is speaking to the church, that we cannot withstand all that's coming against us. So we are weaker alone. And so I, I had a, an object lesson that kind of struck out to me. So I need someone kind of strong, someone strong that can help me. Easton, you want to? Easton. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna have you. Okay. How about uh uh uh? Let's see here. Um, Cooper. Cooper. I'm gonna have you. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, Cooper. Cooper. I'm gonna have you. Okay. Number two pencil. He's pretty strong. Pretty strong. He caught a fish, right? Okay. All right. Let me ask you something. Do you think that you are strong enough to break this pencil in half? No. Okay. Here. Show. I want you to show everybody. What? Show. I want you to show everybody. Oh, that was pretty easy. Do you think you can break two at a time? Not the first time you've done Maybe. Two at a time. It has to be at the same time. A little harder, okay? Oh, thank you. Okay. I want you to see if you can break these all. 
all together. Yeah. I mean, you can break one, right? Shouldn't you be able to break all of them? Uh, 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 I can't break all these. Oh, use your knee. Check on one end and no, 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 not one at a time together. You can't. Someone else want to try? Hey, I broke the lead on one. <laughs> I broke the lead. Actually, it's very, very difficult to buy. They might. Oh, Easton wants to try. Okay, you can't. You can't use your knee, okay? You can't use your knee. I should have tested it again, but I did try it last night. It didn't 
work for me. I'm like, she witnessed it. Maybe he weighs more than I thought he weighed. <laughs> <laughs> The idea behind it, sorry about my object lesson, but my idea behind it is that when we all together, we can withstand the pressure, the weight of what's on top of us. There we go. He's got some work. Okay, Easton, I'm going to have you line him up. And I think then... he got stepped in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah. The first time I did in the middle. He's got
um, in what he's wanting to accomplish. So this unity of the spirit is not necessarily about me getting Natalie in line with me and, and Alicia here and Pastor here. I'm not, I'm not trying to get us in this straight line or put us all together. My responsibility, responsibility is every day, am I in alignment with what the spirit is yeah. doing? And when we get in alignment with what the Spirit is doing, all of a sudden things are going to begin to coordinate like we've never seen before, right? Because we're texting that person who feels suicidal. We're, we're responding to what God is leading to us in prayer. It can be incredibly powerful when we individually get into that unity of the Spirit. It's that conductor moving us along. I love how that word, right? my Greek is is coming out. Um, that idea of this one mind, one accord, it's not only of being in unity, but it says to be rushed along. It's this idea of being moved along. When we get in, in tune with what the Spirit is doing, He leads us. It's a walking in the Spirit, right? Paul talks about walking in the Spirit, walk by faith. It's this idea of letting that carry us where we need to go. Have you ever been driving along and God just prompted you, I need to stop? I need to talk to somebody? Or God prompts, have you ever just been praying and all of a sudden God just drops a person into your, into your spirit? That's you getting in alignment with what God is wanting to do. We are, we are the, the members here. We are what God wants to use us. Every single one of us, every single day, he wants to use us. Easton, Cooper, even the youngest here, God is wanting you to be in alignment with him so that he can use you for his glory all around. And when the church, the church begins to get in unity of the spirit, something powerful happens. Something incredibly powerful happens. And Psalms 133, verses 1 through 3, talks, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garment. As the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. I'm going to be honest with you. When I have read the scripture, I usually only read verse 1. Oh, how good and pleasant it is to, for brethren to dwell together in unity. The end, right? But the psalmist goes on to talk about it's like a precious ointment that's poured from the top of the head all the way down. Now, the scripture says that Christ is he's the head of the church and that we are the body of Christ. And when we all get in tune, right, we all get in, we're, 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 we're working in the way that God has called us to work. And it all looks different for everybody, right? We all have different um, uh, callings and giftings that he's placed on us. But when we all get in tune with his spirit, I believe that that anointing flows over us. It flows over our church. It flows over our pastor. It flows over this congregation. That anything we put our heart to do for God, he can just anoint it. He can just pour onto it. But the, the thing about when someone is off and, and they're not in the of the spirit, that anointing does not flow the same way. It doesn't cover every inch of the body like God intends it to. It's a powerful, powerful description. And this isn't about necessarily us all together. It's both an individual walk and a collective walk. But when we, we all do our part, it's powerful. It's powerful. And the, the thing that I was um, 
so blessed by with this one accord in one accord. And it's just begin to be my prayer in the mornings. God, let me be in alignment and in tune with your spirit, what you're speaking today. Because I want to, I want to be in this body and I want to be operating as a body, not just doing my own thing. I want to be in alignment with you. And Revelation 7, 9, it says, the, John, the revelator, he says, After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. There's going to be a symphony in heaven, and it's going to consist of all worship from all nations. And I remember hearing Brother, uh, Brother Alan Shalm, who's a missionary to Pakistan, he said, you know, the Pakistanis, they worship very differently. It, it, it sounds very interesting. You wouldn't, it's almost like a foreign. They only sound a couple of different notes, and it tends to fluctuate. He, he doesn't necessarily say, he goes, when I go into the Pakistani worship service, he goes, it's not normal for me. I'm used to being in maybe North American. Or maybe you've been to Africa and you've heard them play um, African worship. Or if you've been, I don't know, South America, everybody is singing a different language and they're going to be singing in a different way, but they're gonna be worshiping up in the throne room together, mm -hmm. all of us. And it is going to be in one accord, in a beautiful, unimaginable music like we've never heard before. It's an amazing, amazing picture of what the church is to be. And in our world today, we're facing so much discord, so much yes. disunity, so yes. much yes. Um, schism, right? We, we, none of us, we cannot get on the same page, whether it be politically or in any sense of way. There's so much discord. But when people walk into a church where we all, we are filled with the Holy Ghost and we're walking in the spirit of God, they feel the difference. They feel that that core, that oneness that we have in Christ. And people want to be a part of that. They want to be in unity. They want to see um, this love for one another. So the, the main purpose, the main, I'm, I'm coming to a close. The main purpose tonight is we want to be in one accord. As a church, as with the larger body of believers, we want to make sure that whatever note we're playing is in key with what he wants to do. Mm -hmm. We're reading his music, right? This word of God, it gives us the, the notes that we need to play and his spirit, it conducts us, right? It helps us move in the right direction. And once we get to that place and where we are, it's mighty, it's beautiful, it's musical, it's amazing. And so don't feel ever like, you know, your sound doesn't make a difference, it does. It's important. To be part of this body it's important to be that note we need you we don't want you to be separated we want you to be together and I pray that this uh, I pray that it blesses you and helps you in some way does this help anybody tonight Amen. I hope so praise God let's stand together let's ask the Lord to just be with us throughout the week even if we are not together in body throughout the next few days we can be together in the unity of the spirit yes
and uh, she was saying, she was talking to her sister, one of the things that's happening on their church is that a lot of people are scattered. Yeah. They're fleeing because of everything that's going on. They're concerned, they're worried. And now it's not the time to get scattered. Mm -hmm. Now it's time to get together. Yes. Because just like you said, there's strength yeah. when there's a number of them. Yeah. Because you, you can't find this on your own. Right. You need the church. Yes. You need the, the hearing of the word.